Hello, and welcome to another reclusive episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I've lost about 100 and probably five pounds. And Wait, <laughs> what, what was that? I think there must be something wrong with the microphones because I can't. I can't really fix hear it, what you're... Fix oh, it yeah, okay. Post. All right. Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I've lost about 145 pounds. There, I said it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> that is nothing to sneeze at, especially right now. We I know, it's hay fever we don't, season. We don't yet. sneeze at things. Don't sneeze at things. Don't <laughs> cough at things. But with me today is... Donald Weigel. And I have lost about 100 pounds. Congrats. I'm also vague about that as well. I, <laughs> I go up and down in about a five-pound range. Yeah, but we're here. We're uh, inspiring... We're here to talk about it. Yeah. And and we're going to get loopy. Woo! Loopy, loopy, loopy. <laughs> um, really, today, before we go into... Oh, not loopy. Loopholes. Loopholes. Those oh, are Those no. are different than donut holes. Oh, different I got than it wrong again. Holes. I got it wrong again. You're fine. Uh, but we're, uh, this, this uh, episode is coming out in the time of the big letter C. Yes. We all know what the big letter C is. <laughs> the C word. The C word. The C word that we're all familiar with, and that is COVID-19. Yeah. Do you remember in St. Elmo's Fire where they were at a dinner table and they were talking about cancer, which is terrible, but they were like, the C word. The like C word. Yeah. The C word has been replaced. I so don't remember really? that. No. Uh, I, I know I did see St. Elmo's Fire. It's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, but uh, yeah, COVID, it's here, it's happening, and I don't know when it's going away, kind of like uh, somebody who comes to visit without a return ticket. Yeah, um, I, I have a couple of confessions to make uh, before we really get rolling, though. The first one is that even though uh, you won't hear this uh, on Easter Sunday, we're actually recording it on Easter Sunday, um, but I... I have, thanks to my wife, the Christmas song, Dominic the Donkey, <laughs> stuck in my head. You know, that traditional holiday classic. So if I'm a little bit off my game today, it is because I am singing Dominic the Donkey, Dominic the Christmas Donkey uh, song to myself. Jiggity jig. If and, you haven't heard it, you're missing out. And uh, number two, I haven't actually even talked to Catherine about this, but I have a what is it, sort of a COVID story that makes me look really bad um, oh. to share. <laughs> okay, let's go there. So we, we got were, nowhere else to go. We we had When this all started, you know, six weeks ago or whatever it was, we had a pretty healthy stash of liquid soap. And we were talking to uh, Catherine's parents yesterday via Zoom, and they were, they brought up, uh, you know, we were talking about liquid soap, and I have been in a mild panic for about a week because we are getting low on liquid soap now. And I'm like, I can't find it anywhere. They don't have it at the store. They don't have it on Target.com. It's not on any. It is of the, like you know, it's not on Amazon. The like, sacred oil of Hanukkah. <laughs> nobody has liquid soap, and we're talking to them. And Catherine goes, "Oh, yeah, but I bought like a whole bunch of uh, bars of Dove soap." And I, I was like, I honestly, it never occurred to me that one could still purchase bars of soap. It's old fashioned. It's it's old timey. We're going to go back to the days of yesteryear when well, people use bars of soap. And I was like, bars of soap. We can actually use of bars week. of soap. That will be fine. And I suddenly was like this really weird wave of relief washed over me and also a wave of me feeling like a dum-dum because it never occurred to me well, to use bars of soap. Well, I know it is an ancient tradition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But 
our daughter uh, about a week ago, Donald had a CD sitting out and he said something <laughs> about burning a CD. And I, our- I have some CDs that I've been ripping and yeah, and I, it was like, I still have a few CDs that I don't have digitally. And- yeah, and I'm, so I'm going to burn them. And she's like, what do you, our daughter's like, what's burning a CD? What's that about? Is that some yeah, ritual? She, she said that she had no idea what burning a CD or ripping a CD even meant. So just as she is not familiar with floppy disks, Donald is not I familiar do. with bars of soap. Your I've Irish Springs. forgotten that bars ivories. of soap existed. No, but I love Dove Soap because it, my grandmother used to use it, and so it reminds yeah. me of her. So I'm looking forward to get getting reacquainted well, with it. we went to the Heinz Museum in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania a few years ago, and I bought myself... I have a thing about buying little bars of soap, like on vacation because that's super fun yeah yeah bar- <laughs> i mean because cleanliness is really your thing but they had they had at the heinz museum they had uh mr rogers exhibit and they had little bars of soap with mr rogers on it that said you can never go down the drain and i thought it was delightful and it was like a yeah. two dollar souvenir so no, why not pretty awesome but we have it in uh, one of our bathrooms and i keep looking at it as like if that, we get through this without using the bar soap for Mr. Rogers, we're going to be, be fine. That'll be like the Walking Dead, like the <laughs> last bar of soap that we, part, that we desperation that we use. The worst part is I want to hide it from Donald so that he doesn't <laughs> know that I have this bar of soap. He's already hiding stuff from me. I'm wondering where you're hiding the Kit Kats now. <laughs> you are the one hiding the Kit Kats, the not me. secret Twix. You need to hide them from me because yeah. I will come after those. But no, I do have, I have a bar of soap in the top drawer next to my bed, just letting you know. All right. I have one, like an ornamental one that looks like just a trinket. So we've I had like, bars of soap I like how we have to house. get on a microphone before we can actually have conversations with one another. This is this I don't is know. Good stuff. You don't know that I have bars of soap hidden no, around the house. No, I really didn't. They smell. It's like a lovely potpourri for my socks. I had so. no idea. <laughs> so uh, it's pronounced done. potpourri. Oh, so thank you, Alex just, Trebek. Yeah, I need to correct you on that. Hey, so uh, I now that we're done with uh, a whole bunch of uh, silly nonsense, soap um, corner. Just to get a little more serious for a minute here, I just wanted to say, we wanted to say, wanted to preface this episode by saying that we are coming from a place of privilege in a lot of ways. I mean, not that we're living in some fancy mansion taking Scrooge McDuck-like, you know, dives through pools of gold coins. We we have soap bars, not bars of gold. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But... You know, Catherine still has her job. I do not have mine, but we are, you know, so far fine. Um, we are sheltering in place. Uh, we, but we are not dealing with the direct effects of somebody we love having COVID. We're not, you know, frontline hospital workers. If you're somebody who still is having to, you know, risk their their life, or you're, you know, desperately worried about finances or something. This is not really for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we applaud you so much for listening to this episode. But if you're, you're going to think we're really, yeah. we're really shallow yeah, uh, as we move forward. You're going to be rolling your eyes. We are, uh, we are talking about you know, what you can do to maintain your health and fitness, staying on your meal plan, keeping up with your exercise during these unusual times. And I realize that for many people, you know, on your Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're not going to get that deep on it. You're more worried about where your next meal is coming from um, or worried about not catching it when you go to work. Um, So just wanted to say we get it. We understand um, you know, that is not what this episode is about. This episode is more about, you know, 
me and a lot of the people I know who are just sort of at home and everything else is fine and um, we that people who are just basically eating or drinking themselves uh, into stupors right now. Good times. No, but we we know that we are coming from a place of privilege. If you are seriously struggling right now, um, we did an episode called uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, I think it was, or the Pyramid Scheme, uh, it was yeah. called, uh, where we talk about how you need to have your base needs met before you can go on to more superficial things. Uh, so that might be an episode for you. But we honestly really appreciate everything that the world is doing right now to stick together. Uh, so as we move forward into to the yuck yuck comedies uh we just wanted to preface it by saying that so uh, so thank you very much all right and that concludes the serious portion of this episode <laughs> so 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 Catherine, yes, um, I understand that uh, recently you were a good Samaritan. I was. Everyone knows that everything I do is done without hope of reward. I'm just a selfless person. It's so true. Uh, it's but so true. As we know, no good deed goes un fed so <laughs> um so yeah so i'm part of a covid community group a uh, big letter c word for our community and someone said hey i need baking powder i didn't know if i had baking powder or baking soda but i <laughs> i took that as a call to arms to go through our cabinet to see if we had any baking powder literally no one knows the difference no. between baking soda and, and please don't baking try to tell powder. me because that's yeah. not what this is about yeah. do not look it up on the internet and pretend like you already knew I, you didn't you looked it up and then you wrote <laughs> to us about it we don't want that we, no. we know no one knows the difference well i am just sharing my personal shame with you i don't need you to fix my problem right. but it turns out i did have baking powder <laughs> So I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. I'm what? just sharing my personal shame with you. I don't need you to fix my problem. No, but it's a bit, we did an episode on that too. I know. Because um, we talk about everything. So I uh, socially distanced myself and uh, brought some baking powder to an undisclosed location uh, and met up with someone uh, and gave them baking powder because they were going to bake. Goodness knows I'm not going to bake because I know that that's bad for me. So yeah. I don't need the baking powder. But as revenge... Uh, the kind person gave me a box of Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> As revenge. And I, you know, suddenly loopholes started dancing in front of my eyes like sugar plums uh, on Christmas Eve. And I uh, I took the, uh, the Girl Scout cookies and I thought to myself, I can moderate these. They're for the whole family. Liar. This is one box and I will share <laughs> it with the incorrect. family. These well because I walked to I walked like ten minutes from her house to to meet this person and all the way home everything went through my head do I hide them do I eat them all on the way home do I I can moderate them do <laughs> I hide is, them in the bushes these are clearly the thoughts of a person who of can control man. herself around right I'm an a internet inspiration so yeah. I can totally control myself so I brought them home I announced it to the family but not like. I got cookies, everybody. It yeah. went fine. It, I wasn't catfished on the internet. Um, put them in the closet. And I was like, I'll have three after dinner. <laughs> and then about 20 minutes later, I was like, well, I should check to see if they're not stale. I mean, I'm not yeah. a mo like, what if this awful person gave me stale Girl Scout cookies? Yeah, that would be terrible. 
So uh, I think day one I did okay, but by day two they're mint. So you got to have minty breath, and it's yeah. basically like who needs to toothpaste? I'm well, saving resources. They're mint. They're practically a plant, which makes oh, them a vegetable. It's like a green smoothie for right. sure. And yeah. right. So uh, also St. Patrick's Day didn't go great, and they're minty, so it's like a shamrock shake. So I'm basically yeah, like yeah. giving back to the world. All these loopholes went through my head. Um, about two days later, when a sleeve and a half were already gone and I had eaten them all and the family had not eaten any, I realized I was invoking loopholes and that I needed to part ways with uh, these little delicious treats. So I threw them in the trash, posted a video on Facebook about it. But um, it turns out in this time of despair, yeah, food is still... Still not the answer. I'm not a new person who can suddenly control myself just because I've lost 140 blah, blah, blah pounds. Uh, I still have the same issues that I did before all of this COVID stuff started. And Whatever it, the question is, eating a bunch of junk food is not the answer to it. No. And so as we enter the second month of this pandemic, we realized uh, we did an episode on loopholes. Yeah, we back- did. A, we actually did a two-parter, like way, way back in the long, long ago. It was episodes eleven and twelve uh, of this, which show. is crazy. I'm sure it sounds like all old timey. Like we're like today on we only look thin. Right? <laughs> you, you play it, and it's like a Victrola. <laughs> Bing Crosby still. <laughs> We sound like this for some reason. Penny whistles. <laughs> and there's like scratches in it for some exactly. reason. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, but this is It actually, really doesn't sound very good back then. <laughs> this, this episode will actually be uh, episode 119. That's crazy town. And it is coming out on the 19th. And- we're calling it Loophole 19. But guess what? We came up with the name Loophole 19 yeah. first. Like, Loophole 19 sounds dangerous. Yeah. It's like Professor X. Like, yeah. ooh, X. Like, that sounds dangerous. Loophole 19. Loophole 19. So, uh, so yeah. So, this episode is specifically about now that we're 95 minutes into it. Thanks for hanging in there. We are going to talk about loopholes we invoke during this time of crisis. We did that episode based on Gretchen Rubin's loopholes back yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, friend of the show, Gretchen friend Rubin. Has a list of ten loopholes that people use to either, you know, they're not hers aren't weight loss specific, but we sort of took them and and made them all about weight loss and weight gain, and it's the excuses that we tell ourselves for for not doing a habit or for indulging in a treat when we know that we really shouldn't, but we try and give ourselves a license to do these things, uh, even though our better selves know that we shouldn't. Right. So I realized that as I was hiding Girl Scout cookies in my mouth, that that ended up being a bartering loophole, which is sort of the, the freebie first uh, loophole that we'll discuss today. Because here I was giving away baking powder because goodness knows I'm not going to bake. But then I proceeded to eat a thousand calories worth of Girl Scout cookies. So if you're in a time of bartering, like for toilet paper, and someone gives you a package of Chips Ahoy, like maybe don't do that. Like y- I am still the same person I was before, and I can't magically control my 
my habits. I know we did an episode recently where I even talked about not buying Girl Scout cookies because I can't control myself. And I'm still that person. I'm not suddenly like, oh, I'm new and improved Jan Brady. Like, yeah, I'm still going to eat all the cookies in secret because that's what I do. So, um, but so we have come up with a list and by we, I mean, mostly Catherine has come up with a list of 10 COVID specific loopholes that and we're calling it loophole 19. Because <laughs> that just sounds like scary. Like, but there's 10 of them like ice nine we're gonna oh yeah ice nine that's a great book um and uh, that's cat's cradle by kurt vonnegut by the way anyway friend of uh, the show (laughs) so uh catherine you've basically masterminded this whole thing why don't you start us off with the first loophole here's the problem if nobody likes the loopholes they're just gonna blame me and you're gonna be sitting pretty over there so yeah no they'll like them okay so this is a loophole that i have seen on the interwebs and i have decided to call it the pioneer woman loophole oh or also the little house on the prairie loophole yeah we're all sheltering in place and suddenly, people need baking powder Yeah, <laughs> because they are going to bake for their families. Everyone's baking homemade bread because it's such a pain Everyone to go buy it at the store. Everyone has sourdough starter. Suddenly, people are leaving buckets of sourdough starter <laughs> yeah. on flagpoles. Like, I have seen that. And baking is what got me into this mess. Like... I took a baking class 15 years ago, and then I think I talked about this. I started making scones and biscuits every day and eating them all because Donald wasn't interested in them. Yeah. And I mysteriously gained 50 pounds. I don't know how I did it. Listen, we know they are delightful treats, but you don't have to have them right now. Well, (laughs) like scarcity of goods at the store does not mean you should be stuffing your face with banana muffins. Well, and it, it too, I get it people don't want to go to the store but the problem is we have eating disorders and delicious baked homemade bread will be eaten by me probably in a day or two we go to the grocery stores on a very limited basis they've got lots of bread there's lots of bread at the grocery store i know it feels comforting and soothing to spend time in the kitchen and bake and do something with your hands and take up the time but you're going to spend less time baking than you are going to be eating it all in one sitting because that's what i do so watch out for that loophole of that it's wholesome it's whole food it's well but it's from scratch why am i gaining weight because it's homemade does not mean it's low fat or or low calorie and typically it's the opposite of that well and if you're like churning your own butter and you don't want it to go bad fast so you eat all the butter now so it doesn't go bad like you know the loophole the that you know from scratch farm to table situation i ordered a butter churn from amazon by the way (laughs) you know i'm not surprised but if you're like farm to table to my mouth or from farm directly into my mouth to my mouth (laughs) but it's true like if i we made muffins for our daughter and i think the first day i had two because why not it's covid like yellow eat it all so please watch yourself please know that you have an eating disorder just like me and this is not the time to revenge gain for the cause. You're not making a victory garden. Right. You're just baking as an excuse to eat the food because that's what I do. I'm not adding you. I'm adding me. 
And, and if spe- you're listening, then, you know. And speaking of old-timey references, uh, not, you know, I'm going to end up sounding like a broken record, but... A broken Victrola. <laughs> you know, one of the reasons we are... A wax the, cylinder. <laughs> exactly. The, the main reason that we are pointing out these loopholes is so that you can recognize them when you do them. And for me recognizing that I am lying to myself is half, you know, three quarters of the battle to not doing it. Just being honest with myself. When I, you know, go to have a a home-baked muffin or something, and I'm telling myself that I I should do it because of the situation right now. I can't go buy it at the store. I know that's a lie. I know what actually it is, is that I just really want to stuff my face with muffins. Well, and two, we're all separated from our families. And I'll keep this short because we have like 95 more loopholes to go. We don't yeah. have 19 loopholes, so that's good. At least that's just at the name of the At least there episode. aren't 19 of them, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Your grandmother used to bake, and you. we have photos of you baking with your grandmother, and it feels like history. It feels like a yeah. connection. If you're making a recipe that was your grandmother's recipe, For sure. if you're making some family, like, pierogies, like we had the other night, which I just bought from Costco, because, you know, <laughs> that's basically like going to the home country. Um, but exactly. it makes you feel closer to those you love. Unfortunately, we still have eating disorders, and we can gain our way back up the scale just to feel closer to our family. So remember who you are. Remember you or a person managing a chronic condition. And I chronically overeat in secret if I am left to do it. So don't become a pioneer woman. You're not Laura Ingalls Wilder. You're not Nellie Olson. Get away from the kitchen. Do something else. Watch Little House on the Prairie. Don't eat the house on the prairie. All right. What's the next one, dear? The next one is... Local business loophole. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I didn't know you had a theme song for it. So... We are all trying to support our local businesses. We know why. Things are shut down. We don't want our beloved restaurants and cafes and shops to close down. And so we want to support them by buying their food. But guess what we want even more? An excuse to stuff our faces with takeout and delivery food. It is so hard because I get notices on Facebook from local companies or you know local restaurants saying like hey we're still open and we'll you know give you a free extra slice of cheesecake if you come by and get our food and it's so compelling because we want to support our community like i'm not kidding i no, actually for sure i, I, I know you're making me sad just hearing you talk about businesses it like that. to survive and those that are struggling and might not come back but here is the problem we have eating disorders. Yeah. Then I remember that I used to be 100 pounds heavier than I am right now. And I remember how I got that way. And it was from having takeout all the time. And that was even before it was so easy to get everything delivered. No, we were, I mean, in the before time, uh, the BC before COVID slash before uh, yeah. we got our health together, we used to eat out all the time. All and the time. it feels like you're doing a service to your community, but really it's a loophole. If if you're us, it might be okay for other people. Like my dad and stepmom were lamenting that they weren't going out to eat much. Yeah. And I was like, we have eating disorders and don't do that. So we have limited t- as an answer to this, Donald and Catherine, what do I do now? that I know that I'm a loophole. I'm glad you asked, dear listener. Um, pick a day out of the week 
to get takeout. Yeah. Pick one day on Saturday nights, we get one delivery. Yeah, we've we're we're in week what five now or yeah. something. We've done it twice. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't feel so bad about that. So we're we're doing it slightly more than I think we ordinarily would. But... I don't think we eat out twice a month in the normal days. Yeah, but you c- but you know we're we're not going crazy with it either. Well, and you can also, if you're really feeling altruistic, you could buy a gift certificate to a local restaurant and give it to a teacher that you care about or a medical worker who might want some extra help. You can buy a gift certificate to use in the future, which I know is you know touch and go. But we can be a part of our community without feeling like we're the ones who have to solve the problem. Yeah. I went to a taping of a late night show and the the audience rouser was like, you've got to clap and cheer like you're a thousand people yourself. You've got to whatever. And I took it very seriously and was like, I'm going to clap loudly for everyone. Like, it's not your sole job to fix your community. There are 100,000 other people in a 10 mile radius who will help you do that. You have an eating disorder. It is not your job to fix everything. Know your limitations know your triggers and be very honest about them because it is going to be even more magnified in this time of crisis. The next one is the Dole Whip loophole. What? (laughs) (laughs) And again, I did not come up with this, but I did see it. Uh, So like Disney has posted their Dole Whip recipe as well as- You watched the video the other day. Yeah, their their churro recipe. And uh, I think you have some other ones written down there too. Doubletree has released their secret cookie recipe. Yeah. And like, it feels like the treasures of the universe are opening up to us. And now we can enjoy- I can't actually go to Disney and get this stuff, but I could make it at home. Well, and it makes you feel like you are connected to things that you love in society. I love traveling and staying at Doubletree because I get cookies. I love the Disney experience of going and getting the beloved treats. I love watching my favorite chef on, you know, do an Instagram live about how to make mac and cheese at home with what you've got in the fridge. We want to feel connected to the things that we love. And experiencing that through the food that we connect those places with, it makes us feel closer. Donald, you were looking up lava flow recipes the other day, weren't you? <laughs> I don't mean to out you on national television, we, but... We have, a, we have a digital photo frame, and it was it brought up some photos from a trip we did to Hawaii in which Must we were nice. drinking lava flows, which is a tropical drink that has lots it's and lots red of sugar calories in with, it. It's red sugar with cheap And I was it. like, I wonder if I could have the ingredients to make a lava flow flow at home aloha no i I didn't actually do it but holy cow that would be a disaster if i did lava flow is lava so we want to feel connected to the things that we love because we're stuck in the house and what i suggest is turn it around watch a video about the place you love. We actually have Disney Plus and we watch the Imagineer documentary series. If you have any affinity to the Disney parks at all, the Imagineering documentary series on there, it's six episodes. It is fantastic. Yeah, and it's the ups and downs of the Disney Corporation, but it really made us feel connected to the rides that we love and the experiences that we love without having to eat churro dust, which I would definitely do, or pixie dust. 
If you love a particular chef, instead of cooking along with them, read their biography, read one of their books. I read the Julia Child biography uh, a year or two ago, and it was amazing to see the world through her eyes without actually having to make all of the recipes. Yeah. Um, you can also reminisce with friends about the places that you've gone together. Send a postcard. Hey, remember when we went wherever and we had lava flows? That was really fun. I can't wait to do that again. Hey, I can't wait for us to go back to Disneyland again. I can't wait yeah. for us to go to Dutch Wonderland. I can't, you know, wait to go back and have a cocktail at our favorite bar. Yeah, you can still actually write letters and send postcards uh, or, or at the very least emails to people right now. Yeah, so reminisce. You can also post reviews of your favorite restaurants or locations to uh, Facebook. Uh, we went to a place before all of this shut down, and I made sure to post a really nice review for them. So stay connected by giving giving back a little bit, sharing good memories, but you don't have to share all the food in your mouth because I'm guessing that a lava flow in our living room is not going to taste as delicious as it was in the balmy 85 degree perfect flip-flop experience that we had before. So <laughs> save it for the memories, not yes, and, for and regret. thankfully I realized uh, before it was too late that, uh, that that was a really bad idea <laughs> to do. <laughs> Um, and speaking of uh, doing things that your spouse is doing, the next one, Catherine is calling, slash we are calling, pound for pound. Pound for pound. This uh, one actually came to us from one of our dear members of Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Yeah. Uh, the I'm going to eat what my cohort is eating. I am sheltering in place with Spouse, someone. Domestic, domestic partner, person I'm, uh, I'm sheltering child, in place with. Child, your puppy, whoever. You want to eat what they are eating because we're all in this together. Maybe you've already had breakfast. Maybe you've already had something, but then they decide they want to make pancakes and you want to be social and you, yeah. they're eating it, so you should eat it too. Watch out for that double dip. I was the queen of the secret eat, then eat with people. Uh, as you know, listen to every episode of We Only Look Thin. I talk about it, but that instinct <laughs> to want to go pound for pound with the people that we're with is really a dangerous loophole. And look, it is really okay to have very different meals from the other people in your household. Um, Catherine and I discovered a while ago, you know, partially because I'm vegetarian, but partially because we we like different things and different, you know, weight loss things work for us or, you know, part of our, our programs work differently for each other. And um, I'm afraid none of that made any sense at all. But we make our own separate meals almost all of the time. And it has worked out really well for us. And I know it can be uncomfortable and I know it can be hard to get started, but it really is okay. And we just time it so that we eat at the same time. And it works out great. Yeah, and we also did the episode recently called Doctor Doctor, Doctor, where Boy, we talked about modifying. Still don't have that down very well. <laughs> no, I don't think it's ever going to happen. It's Pump fine. up the Pump doctor. Up the doctor. Yeah. But make a main food that everyone can eat, and then modify it to meet your needs. I know there are certain foods that might be more scarce in this time, which is another loophole we'll talk about. But if you're eating what your, you know linebacker son is eating <laughs> who outweighs you by 50 pounds yeah. if you try to eat what they are eating you are going to weigh what they are going to weigh so just because i've already had and and honestly this happens 
I ate uh, chocolate bunny rabbit ears this morning because it's a family tradition, and it's I decided and she was eating them. They were white chocolate because our kid, for some reason, likes white. We don't chocolate, know what's wrong, which with is her. makes no sense to anyone at all. And you know, Catherine's eating them. She's like, I don't even really like these, but I'm eating them anyway for a family tradition. <laughs> but then I had an apple, and then I had banana. But Don hasn't eaten anything today, but he's going to eat at two o'clock, and then I'm going to be like, oh, it's time for me to eat also because yeah. you know I want to be part of the thing. So. Watch out for the pound-for-pound loophole because it is super easy to invoke that. And here's a big one. Uh, The next one, we are up to uh, loophole number five. Number five. Number five. (laughs) Thanks, uh, Casey. The the fear of missing Oreos or fear of missing out or slash the also called the buy-in-bulk loophole. The FOMO. And this is such a COVID one. And I fell victim to this one pretty early on, you know, when I first went to the grocery stores and it looked like they were just not going to have stuff. And then and they, by stuff, you mean chips? Yeah, I mean chips. And then I would see something I liked, some sort of treat. And I was like, oh my God, they might not have this again the next time I go. And so then I was like stockpiling things that I really shouldn't even have in the house. And yeah. uh, it, it did not go super well for me. Well, and here's the problem with it. One, the FOMO, fear of missing Oreos. I was walking down an aisle and saw Oreos and thought, these are the end of days. Our daughter loves Oreos, (laughs) and I want her to be happy and cloaked in a creamy cloud of Oreo uh, cream. I wanted to buy her all the Oreos. Yeah. Go back to remembering who I am, and I remember that I will eat all the Oreos if I buy all the Oreos. Mm -hmm. So you've got to remember who you are in this. If you're going to Costco and buying a seven-pound tub of Nutella, which they sell because you want to tank up and you know when things get really bad you need all that fat and calories so that you can survive like in the end times and you're just buying seven pound jars of nutella and not five pound bags of carrots you know that that is an eating disorder loophole you know that that is a covid loophole because we still cannot control ourselves around yeah you're you're not stocking up on canned carrots or (laughs) canned green beans well but here's the thing donald can moderate his chips and he probably at one point we probably had a hundred bags of mini chips in the house would you say that that is an accurate representation okay it's a little bit of an exaggeration do you have a box under the bed i do have a box under. okay there we go (laughs) i am not as adept at moderating i can moderate until i don't yeah is my problem so having a lot Uh, of chips around one one ounce bag a day and i'm good not me i uh i don't want them to go stale so got to eat them all. The stale loophole. <laughs> the so, stale loophole. That's not even on the list. So watch that instinct to want to buy comforting foods in bulk because I know what will happen when my time of the month hits, yeah. and look, when I'm stressed out. It is stressful and we don't know what the future holds, but all indications are that stores will have food and they do have food and that we're not running out of anything like it's going to be there it's a pain in the uh, rear end to go to the store <sighs> it can be dangerous even but they're going to have stuff uh and uh look into instacart it's there, a thing there we go and and piggybacking on uh number five is number six the clean plate club yeah i love eating off of my daughter's and plate. this loophole is that you need to do all of your dishes routine <laughs> oh no no i've completely misunderstood the clean <laughs> oh, plate Donald. club what, what is it again so no food left behind it's we're 
we are in a situation where food we have an uh, imaginary food scarcity yeah. a lot of us do and that like i'm gonna eat our daughter's pizza crust because i don't want anything to go to waste because in six months from now i'll be kicking myself for not having eaten the pizza crust because now there is no pizza crust yeah that food scarcity tank up now eat before you're hungry all of that are things that we deal with in real life and in COVID life, which is now real life. Yeah. And using that excuse, that stress excuse to eat off of your kid's plate, eat off of your neighbor's plate. Well, and just that that fear of wasting food, too. And that idea of ask yourself, is the food that you're afraid of wasting, is it actually nutritious, healthy food? Or is it the half a chocolate cake that you have that you... Uh, can't stand the idea of throwing away because uh, it's wasteful during the time of COVID. When I was a kid, I would watch Candid Camera at my grandparents' house, and my grand <laughs> my grandfather hated it. He had some strong opinions, which I get now because I'm a grown up. Yeah, sorry, Grandpa or Pup Up, actually. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I never called him Grandpa. But at one point, the Candid Candid Camera they would throw cream pies in people's faces. Oh yeah, which I thought was really funny. It's the height of comedy too. Uh, just classy classy comedy it's so sophisticated my grandfather hated it and would always do the like there are starving children in pick a country yeah um and i was like this is stupid i don't know who i I don't know if i actually talked like that at age five but i was always (laughs) like okay pop up if there are starving children i'm not gonna ship them cream pies like they're not getting piles of cream and that's their problem that's going to be solved but now as a grown-up i also realize that eating uh ready whip right out of the can is not the solution yeah. to my COVID problems. Yeah, that is not the, the thing that we're going to be worried about running out of is not ready whip or Oreos yeah. Again, or, or it's not a vic- cakes. It's not a victory garden we're building. It's definitely a shelf-stable world of uh, palm oil treats that probably are not going to serve us uh, health-wise. So watch out for it. Um, now, you folks would never know this um but I'm going to confess to you that I feel a little guilty about <laughs> bringing up the next one. This is number seven. Number seven. Uh, because I actually am wearing uh, stretchy pants right now. We're calling this the Lycra loophole. Lycra loophole. So stretchy. I'm here to tell you that stretchy fabric is an unreliable narrator yeah. of your caloric intake. Yeah. If, you're, if your stretchy pants are still fitting well, that does not mean that you're not putting on a few that pounds. That your pants' pants aren't yeah. fitting well. I am wearing jeans, which I'm is I'm telling a... myself that I'm wearing stretchy pants because I'm about to exercise after we're done with this. Well, and in which your case, true. it's true. Yeah. I am wearing jeans right now, and it is actually sort of making me be like, I'm not going to do yoga today. I'm already wearing jeans, so I'm going to have to go back into my Lycra Oh, man. Gear. It's like the reverse Lycra uh, loophole. The jeans loophole The jeans. Now. Um Billy Jeans is not my Lycra. There we go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, we got nowhere to go. Oh my God. I do not apologize for that. Oh. I do not wow. apologize. Oh man. Um, it's going to take all my strength not to edit that you out. You can edit it out. It's fine. But wearing stretchy fabrics, wearing, you know, going braless, which I would never consent to. I don't think I've gone braless since maybe the Reagan administration. Um, yeah, my uh, my wife enjoys herself wearing a bra. <laughs> My wife and just anyway, I think it is critical right now to dress for the job that you want. If you want to be a person who can fit into their day clothes, luckily I want to be a beach bum. They're so. go they're going to meeting clothes. 
Keep... The job I want is Hugh Hefner, so I'm just wearing a robe all the time. See, I was thinking more of uh, who is it the the crazy guy who ended up wearing tissue boxes on his feet? Oh, oh, it was um, oh man, uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be someone who is wearing plastic bags for clothing in six months because I have let myself wear stretchy clothes. When the stretchy clothes get tight, you know that it's getting bad. But on Thanksgiving, we talk about wearing stretchy clothes so that we can tank up and eat all the treats. But if you're a month into stretchy clothes, might want to go back to the form-fitting cotton, might want to go back to the dress slacks. When we start dressing from home wearing sweats or pajamas that is danger because those clothes those comfy clothes lie to us and if you're listening to this it's probably because you have issues with controlling your habits lycra lies it definitely does uh and uh it's a delightful fabric but maybe not one you should live in all the time well and we get our fitness in first thing in the morning so that we can change out into normal going to meeting clothes, uh, even if we're not going to meeting. So watch the Lycra, watch the stretch, because uh, your calories will also stretch to fill the container. Don't they say that? you Like if you get a bigger house, yeah. you fill it. If you're wearing stretch, you're going to you, stretch. you get a raise and you spend up. Yeah, you spend to, up. Spend up to the raise. So watch stretch. Uh, speaking of uh, numbers, the next one is number eight, and we're calling it the Quarantine 15. The Quarantine 15. And, it's and inevitable. This one, this one I actually did have a little something to do with coming up with. And um, when I... When I get on social media now, uh, you know, you got your Facebooks, your TikToks, your Instagrams, and your your Twitters, um, your TikToks. I like that. I I didn't actually even know what you were saying at first. Um, and there are so many people out there who are just admitting out loud that they're putting on a bunch of weight while this is happening. Well, and they've said, I've seen it on the news, like, oh, well, you know, the freshman 15, I'm putting on the quarantine 15, yuck, 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 as though it is an inevitable circumstance. Yeah, and I think that looking at that, I think that there is a danger in seeing other people putting on that weight. And even if you have not put on any weight at this point, you're seeing other people do it. And that might give you permission to go ahead and add 15 pounds. What's 15 pounds? What's five pounds? What's 10? You know, and I don't know how many times I've said it on this show, but if you're stuck in a hole one thing you don't want to do is to dig that hole deeper <laughs> before you try and climb out of it. And we don't know what life is going to look like after this is over, but at some point, it is going to get back to some kind of normal. That normal may look exactly like it did before COVID-19. It may look different. But one thing that we do know is that there's going to come a point at which we want to get back to our health and fitness goals, that we're going to want to get to our goal weights, that we're going to want to be able to walk up and down stairs when we're older, we're going to want to keep our mobility, and we should not put ourselves into a deeper hole right now. It's not an excuse just to let yourself go. It's hard not to do, but 
it is important to keep in mind that you're not on vacation. This is still real life, and that weight is still real. It's not some fake imaginary right. like COVID excuse Doesn't... weight that is just going to evaporate once this is over. Well, and it's not island time, like. We, right. We, you know, and Gretchen Rubin talked about that. Like, it doesn't count because I'm on vacation or it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a holiday week. We don't know what the new normal is going to be. We don't know what the new circumstance is going to be. But we let social media dictate and inform us on how to form our own opinions. I hear other people are doing virtual happy hours with their colleagues. I haven't had a drink with a colleague in five years, but suddenly everybody else is having the, you know, cocktail yeah. hour. We should drink also and have cocktail hours. I was talking with a good friend who I hadn't spoken to in a while, uh, and we were on the phone for a long time, and he basically said to me that, that you know, he and his girlfriend don't even go to the store except when they need more wine. And I was a little bit troubled by that. And I've seen a lot of people kind of, you know, falling into that that trap of, well, it's COVID. What else am I going to do except keep drinking bottles of wine at home? Well, and it's it's so easy to move the goalpost of, you know, I'm only, you know, usually in the real world, I only drink on the weekends. Oh, but now we're doing Wacky Wine Wednesdays and, you know, yeah. Terrific Tequila Tuesdays and whatever. And we just have to be very careful about our participation. I think your sister said that she drank like uh, diet cranberry juice and seltzer or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. She it. she was on a, a work call where they were supposed to be having cocktails, and she just put cranberry juice and seltzer in a glass yeah, so I, that it looked like a cocktail, and just didn't tell anybody that it wasn't one. I said that she missed a golden opportunity to pretend that she was drunk and tell people what she really thought of them. But yeah, she's a classy lady, so is, she didn't do that. It's also a strategy. But really watch out those, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is baking. Everybody else is making home-cooked meals. Everybody else is going, you know, and, and getting takeout. Be authentic to yourself. Know your gremlin loopholes. Know your canaries that you need to resuscitate because all of this matters. The, the goalpost will move. First, it's the quarantine 15. Then you come up with some other rhyme to get you to 30, then 45 pounds. And then you wonder in a year how it all happened. And you can't sue COVID. There's no, you know, small claims court where you can be like, that was COVID. I couldn't help it. It's like we need to be active participants in our own health because that's all we, we sure have. Do. That's yeah. all we have. So. All right, we're in the home stretch, people. We're at number nine. Number nine. And I will let Catherine do the honor because it took her a very long time to come up with a name for this we gotta one. we got to have something catchy for everything. So I'm calling this one the zero gains loophole. <laughs> we <laughs> want to get knows swole. what gains are, We want to get swole. You go to the gym and you lift weights and you get gains. You get gains. You get swole. You get uh, body by Jake. I'm pretty sure is what you get. But, Pretty sure you do. But right now, 24-hour fitness is open zero hours. It yep. is actually zero-hour fitness. A anytime fitness is no-time fitness. <laughs> uh, Gold's gym is closed. There's nothing that rhymes with gold. So. We were talking to Catherine's brother, and they even closed the gym in his apartment building uh, so that people wouldn't end up congregating in there. And um, he had a, a clever, clever response, which was that he somehow managed to get in there, and he raided it for weights and took them up to his own apartment so he could <laughs> Still use them. But um, Angie in Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place, Angie said I could say her name, so I said her name. Angie, Hello, Angie, Angie. Angie. I just, it was like Beetlejuice. I just said it three times, so I'm imagining she's just going to appear. But she said she is actually uh, a critical worker right now. She yeah. uh, 
works for a medical company. And so she is working, but practicing social distancing. She used to walk laps at the manufacturing facility and she can't do that now because of social distancing. So whether it's a gym or whether you're still working and out in public, but you can't go on the walks that you're used to, you can't walk around the hallways, you can't walk up and downstairs to go to the restroom like Donald did when uh, he was working in an office. Yeah, We can use that. My gym is closed. My hallways are closed. We can use that as an excuse to no, no longer follow our healthy habits. If we're being really honest with ourselves, sometimes we want an excuse not to do our exercise. And the fact that the gym is closed or that I can't do my normal routine can be a really great excuse. But I have some bad news for everybody. There's still lots of exercise you can do. Uh, I have, I've actually been, ah, boy, I'm going to sound like a real braggart right now. I've actually been getting more steps because I have fewer responsibilities right now because of all of this. Um, But we have our rebounders, which are mini trampolines that uh, I can use in front of the television while I binge stuff. We've got a uh, flight of stairs in our place I can walk up and down. Um, there are all kinds of videos on YouTube, many, many, many. I've even done a little bit of yoga, which I never do um, and didn't even think I wanted to do because of Catherine doing yoga based on YouTube videos. Yeah, and we even we talked to uh, my parents yesterday, and I mentioned that one of the people that my stepmother follows um, walking with Leslie, she has the videos or DVDs that they actually have a YouTube channel and yeah. she can just follow them on YouTube and do all the newest routines. So please find ways to keep movement part of your habit. There are many, many out there, but you know, we've, we love the fitness marshal. We love Cassie Ho's blog, Alotti's, um, walking with Leslie, uh, yoga with Adrian. Yeah. Um, pop fitness has a bunch of different stuff, but here's the thing with, and we've said this before, anything you say, if only I was at home, I would be able to work out. If only I didn't have the, you know, office treats that, you know, Jerry from accounting would bring in, then I could lose weight. If only I, if only yeah. I. Like there's that whole thing I used to say to myself, if I could just get arrested and go to prison, then I would just, you know, read books from the prison library and work out in the yard. And, it, you know, in a sense, we're kind of all in a bit of a prison right now, and uh, not to make light of that, but uh, and we a lot of people have a lot all this free time, and you know, you have to admit to yourself, maybe I was lying to myself when I said that I would just work out and read, you know, if I actually had a bunch of free time. Right. So find ways at home to get out of your chair. I have an hourly alarm set on my Fitbit. I have a morning practice with uh, a neighbor actually where each of we both do yoga with Adrian each day and then we check in on each other to make sure that we've done it. Yeah, she's got a month long series with uh, amongst all of her videos uh, with a different yoga video for every day of a month. Yeah, so I'm doing that right now. I'm getting accountability with friends. I'm getting up every hour from my desk because I work from home. So it's it's very easy to stay sitting, but it's so critical for our 
outlook and for our physical health just to get in daily movement. So you can do that at home. You can do that with your kids. If you have kids, you can watch silly videos. We were actually rebounding and listening to ABBA yesterday with our daughter. Yeah, Um, that was fun. And that was her idea too, which was great. I know. I tried not to pay attention to it because then she would (laughs) stop doing it. But But, you know, as uh, as Sir Isaac Newton said, an object at rest tends to stay at rest, but an object in motion tends to stay in motion. That's physics people. He also said something about an object getting gains, stays getting gains, something yeah. like that. I'll and, have to, it's and a, lesser known. Eating apples that fall in your head or something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, so watch that my normal habits are shut down. I can't, I can't, I can't figure out what you can do because it all matters. Um, and that brings us to the final loophole. Oh, I wonder what it is. I wonder Let's build what tension. it is too. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. We're calling this Loophole X. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, it sounds dangerous. Loophole X. What could it be? Everything sounds better with X. Yeah, it really does. Generation X. Professor X. Professor X. Preparation H. Or no, X. No, no, that was a different one. That was completely no. (laughs) The Alan Parsons Project. Uh, Parsons project. There's no X in there. There's not even a letter in that. No, but everything X sounds better. It does. Uh, so this is actually sort of the more serious, over uh, overarching, serious situation of COVID. Yes. We are depressed. We are anxious. Everything we do has COVID in it. Yeah. Everything is seasoned with COVID. Every choice we make, every cake we bake, every <laughs> leaf you rake, it is the COVID experience. Yeah. And I'm, you know, yuck, yuck, joking about it. You tried it. to get serious and then made me laugh. Sorry. We tried to be earnest with our daughter this morning and she was like, stop it, stop it. I don't want to talk about feelings. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, she so didn't like it at all. We definitely deal with this with comedy. But Everything we're doing is uncertain right now. Jobs are uncertain. Society is uncertain. The economy is uncertain. And everything we do is flavored with this experience. And for those of us who suffer depression, as I know I do, it is coming out in unexpected ways. It's almost like a helium balloon. My depression, you know, or my my mood is in one direction. And I can be blown by the wind by just a single Facebook post, a single comment, a single text. Yeah. And I can suddenly have my depression manifest in unexpected ways every day. And all of that affects my willingness to work out, my eating habits, my mood, our relationship being cooped up together for a month. Yeah. And- All of it is uncertain. And so we want to see that as its own loophole. We can invoke eating out of, you know, I mean, it's it's basically uh, stress eating or emotional eating. All of this is a COVID experience and everything is washed in that color. And being aware of that, being, you know, gentle with yourself but also not giving in to your old nature, which was that person who just ate and drank and sat to quell their emotions. Yeah, there's a fine line to walk right now between uh, understanding that this is stressful and this is different and you have to be kind to yourself and practice self-care, but not allowing yourself to fall back into eating complete, you know, bags of snacks, you know, directly without your family knowing about it. 
um, and not falling into those bad habits of using this as an excuse to skip the exercise and skip the movement and to just eat and eat and drink. Right. So for me, having a daily practice, not an occasional practice, but a daily practice of doing yoga, a daily weekday practice of doing arm workouts with Donald, getting in our rebounding steps, monitoring when I eat, trying to, you know, continuing to track my calories. It can seem so overwhelming, but in a time of uncertainty, what I am certain of is that food still has calories and steps matter. It sure does. My health is all I can control in a society where there are furloughs and there are layoffs and, you know, the the government is giving us different news about, you know, sheltering in place. Schools are uncertain. There is a lot going on and it is valid and it is something to be concerned about. But what I can do is control what I eat, what images I consume, what podcasts I listen to, the food I eat, and how accountable I can stay to myself. It all matters. I uh, think that is a great way to wrap this up, um, except that I've just thought of the secret loophole 11, which was we said we were going to keep this episode short before we started <laughs> recording it, and it is super long. Oh, I didn't. How long is it? I so if you have, uh, right now, we're uh, we're pushing an hour really? right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's kept me from eating. So uh, it is Easter, and I may have eaten our daughter's chocolate bunny rabbit ears, because that's part of uh, the, the history of my family. Exactly. Um, so if you've listened uh, to this whole episode, we really appreciate it. If you're listening to weight loss and fitness podcasts, especially ours during all of this, we applaud you. Um, it is, uh, it can't be easy with all of this going on, but we, we super, super appreciate it. And if you enjoyed this episode and wouldn't mind going to Apple podcasts, which I know seems trivial in these times, but leaving us a, um, a rating, preferably five stars and a quick review, it really helps people find us. It helps get the word out about the show. And it really, really means a lot to us. We do uh, read our reviews and we appreciate you all very much. Yeah. If you want to send us an email with any loopholes that we've missed or any uh, any things that you have gotten through in COVID that oh, you yeah, can give us some tips to pass on to our listeners, Give us uh, give us an email over at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at weonlylookthin. Uh, and also Twitter, uh, although I, I don't remember the last time I tweeted, which is uh, <laughs> which is my bad. Um, and uh, if you would like to uh, get a little more support during this and would like to find out some information about our support group called Wolt Place, you can go to weonlylookthin.com and click on the Join Our Support Group link. Yep, it is a support group for women. Uh, we're really leaning on each other right now for support in this time. We even have uh, a member hosting live Zumba classes in our group right now, which is awesome. So it's been great uh, fellowship for people in this time where we're all isolated. It definitely makes me feel less alone. So give us a try. And me as well. Uh, So if after listening to this, you still can't remember the difference between being super loopy and a weight loss loophole, just remember that Catherine and I are an an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. 
you should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.